Welcome to 2A for Today. My name is Zoe Warren and I'm the host of 2A for Today. Uh, today on the program, we're going to be showing you a video. It's a documentary I shot in 2016 on the militia, a specific militia called 3% Security Force at the time. But before I go into that, I want you to take a look at this. This is Trump World. Guys, if you don't have your copy of Trump World yet, you need to get it, okay? It's filled with commentary written by our brother Bill Jasper. who did an amazing job documenting the rise of the Donald Trump presidency and we the people, the silent majority in America. So make sure you get your copy, okay? It's one of a kind, collector's edition. I think it's like 15 bucks is a steal. And if you use my promo code, which will be at the bottom of this description, you'll be able to get 25% off. So don't forget to do that. So let's get into what I was going to talk to you about today. The rise of radical leftist violence and lawlessness on the peaceful streets of America has been met with an unprecedented rise in armed civilians who've been rapidly organizing into well-regulated local and state militias. The world has witnessed in 2016 the rise and gain of attention of the alt-right. They gained steam and attention with the ascension of the Donald Trump presidency. And at the time, quite frankly, it frightened and intrigued me. I was given the opportunity to immerse myself in the ranks of one of the local militia arms of 3% security force with a microphone and a camera for a week. And I got to see a side of the militia that I was not aware of. I've edited together a series of video, images, and sound to present what I witnessed on the ground with them training and on mission to Gatlinburg, Tennessee during the Tennessee fires. Sevier County burned to the ground and we were there to take care of the people. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I kind of felt like a, uh, a part of me was missing and uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, and I was concerned about the direction our country was going in. And I felt like in the military, you know, I had a, a strong brotherhood and uh, so I started looking for that again. All teams, line up right next to this canyon. And I uh, found it. And uh, you know, I found uh, like-minded people, whether they're you know, prior military or not, but I'm kind of, I like, uh, you know, my prior military people. I love my, uh, I love my uh, fellow brothers in arms and because uh, they get it, you know, they get it and we can share it uh, with people that haven't got to uh, experience that and uh, it's a, it's a way to continue to serve, take an oath to defend our country from all enemies, foreign and domestic and it has no expiration date. I mean, we've had the news here in the past, man, just take and put their biased liberal twist on it and just twist it all around bad. You know, putting us out to be extremists and, you know, there's a, there's a bad stigma. I'm united with like-minded patriots, people that have the same morals, same beliefs and same values as myself as an American. The majority of us are veterans. You know, I had that camaraderie when I served, and I've been out for 15 years, and I've been searching for it. I finally found it here. You know, we do have a lot of civilians, so it allows me to pass down my knowledge because I have a lot of knowledge that I gained while being active duty, especially being in the unit I was in. However, it's not applicable in the civilian world. Right? <laughs> this is it was a like, I love Air Force. Unit. Oh, pins here. I, it's okay, I'm scratching the pole. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, New York City Auxiliary Police Officer uh, for a good six, seven years. Volunteered my time. At the same time, I was working at the Greek Embassy doing uh, diplomatic security inside the uh, Greek Consulate. Because we don't want difficulty. We don't want conflict with law enforcement. You know, Leo's our friend. United States about 
good 10 years with uh, DHS police, went overseas as a private contractor. I also served uh, with the uh, Hellenic uh, Army. I got my magazine in, but I do not have one chambered. All right, that goes for everybody carrying a weapon. Condition three. Condition three. Condition three. I was raised by what they call Oath Keepers. My grandpa and uncle's retired police officer, 22 year. A cowboy from hell. We're not revolutionaries or anything like that. That's not where we're coming from. We're not anti-government. We're anti-tyrannical government. You know, we're, we're, we're not anti-government. We don't want to overthrow the government. For those of you that are not familiar with the program, uh, I talk about the citizen militia quite a bit, and we are trying to normalize the understanding of what a militia person is, militia woman or militia man. So we spotlight the 2A for today, modern militia man and modern militia woman on the program. Those are citizens who've taken up their duty to love their neighbor as they love themselves, not be a hypocrite, and help their neighbor when they're in, dis in, in distress, especially using firearms and expressing their Second Amendment right. So what is a militia? Well, back in the you know, the, the founding of this country, militias were everywhere. That was the only security that a community had outside of having a standing army. Because if you had a standing army, you had no security, truly. Democracies were crumbling on the right. You know, they were just destroying com uh, countries completely. And on the left, you had tyranny, the, the royal brood of Britain and all the armies of France and Spain. And, and there was a standing armies that would just come in your house when they wanted to, take what they needed to take. Uh, and so... The only security that a community had, according to our founders, and they were brilliant on this, was the militia. And it still stands true today. And so we're going to kind of look a little bit at what the militia does besides just train. And you're going to get to see some of that in the next few minutes of the video. We're not going to be vigilantes. We have a defensive posture. We maintain that and we're really strong about that. However, if we're you know, um, if there's a protest going on in Colombia and there's word of, uh, you know, some resistance coming, we would offer our assistance as armed security just to, you know, be there, give, it, give an armed security presence. Not walking up to people, uh, searching them, you know, staring at them real hard or anything like that. No, man, just a, an armed presence create a defensive presence to let people know that you're, you're safe, we're, we're here. When I first started researching it, I expected, yeah, anti-government militias, what everybody thinks, and that's not what it really is. 3% security force pretty much saved my life. I have an issue with, you know, depression and a few other things, um, and it's gotten close a couple of times, um, but, you know, since I'm, since I'm at 3% security force, I, I feel I feel a part of a good family again. I, I feel like I did while I was active duty, and you know it's it's an amazing feeling. And this this is my family. Double time, double time, double time. The family feeling. Everybody you know's got everybody's back. Um, we don't complete an exercise until everybody's comfortable. Um, we're just we're one team. No matter what state you're from, we're all one. It's fun too. <laughs> it's fun to be out here. I mean, it's good camaraderie, man. It's you know we. That's why we get the states together. We all want to be tight knit. We want to be a family. This is a blast, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I love it. I, I miss 
I miss, I won't say that I miss combat from the military, but I miss the combat training. I miss the, uh, the tactical training. I, you know, I, I miss the, you know, me and, me and my, my guy here, you know, my number two, we're guns up, we're ready, we're going, you know, he's got my six, I got his, it feels good, he's smelling that gunpowder, you know, but on the other side of that, there's the sitting around the fire around your brothers and sisters, man. You guys that are, that are not only statewide, nationwide, driving from, you know, we had a gentleman drive 12 hours from New York, uh, New York's commanding officer, 12 hours. I mean, it's like a big family. We're all family here. I mean, regardless of race or religion, there's none of that here. Everybody here, we're like-minded, and it's really unusual to have this many people this like-minded around each other, and everything's so great. You know, it's it's not something you see all the time. You don't really get that. I mean, just all brothers and sisters getting together, exercising our rights, and preparing for what I hope is not the inevitable. But should it present itself, we will be ready. It's to help the citizens, to to defend the citizens. Anything goes down, you have any kind of natural disaster, we're gonna go help. We're pretty much a citizen support group. That's what we're coming from. We're gonna take our money, our time, and go help, no matter what it is. Tornadoes, hurricanes, fires. Providing public services, whether it's armed security or putting out wildfires that may or may not be uh, being started by uh, terrorists, definitely arsonists. Commander Wicked, he's over, he did an awesome job down there. He's over Alabama and uh, I mean, the fire department come in and was asking him what they wanted him to do. We're doing this for ourselves. We're doing it for our country. We're doing it for our families and our land. Three or four fires broke out within a few hours, and it took, uh, I think it was three fire departments, plus the Alabama 3% security force was out getting that. They had it, they broke out. After they got it out, they broke out and started up again. And we'll make sure that nobody gets passed up and they spent pretty much all day and then the next morning out fighting those. Such as Louisiana flood and we went to the backwood areas. We went to the, I don't want to use this term, but the ghetto areas down there. And the people who just got bypassed by the federal government, FEMA, we were the ones who took care of them. And I mean, we're not saying, hey, you look at us, we're here taking care of people. That's just what we do, and that's what we're about. We just take care of people. Most of the time, when people think militia, they think of you know rednecks in the woods, kind of like you're seeing in the video, <laughs> shooting guns with carrier plates, you know, uh, just wilding out. But the reality of the militia is far deeper than that, which you also saw. They do preparedness, where they can foods and they prepare just in case something happens. If the poop hits the fan, they want to make sure that their community is secure. So the next phase of this video is going to show you what happens when disaster strikes. These are the people that are the silent majority. You don't see them doing what they do, but they're out there doing it. When disaster strikes, the militia pulls their stuff together on their own coin, on their own time, and they go to help their fellow citizens. Take a look. It's multi-state, but this is a multi-state mission, you know? different having our multi-state FTXs, multi-state mission. Right now as we speak, we've got Tennessee, Indiana, South Carolina, Georgia, Minnesota, North Dakota, 
Uh, we still have Alabama. We have had one load from Alabama come in. We've got one more or three more trailers coming from Alabama this evening. Five trailers coming from Georgia. We've gotten several donations from across the board. A lot of different people have pitched in, done their part, and helped us out to get make this happen. Amazing. Uh, we organized, you know, we heard about this going down on, I believe it was Monday. Tuesday we were on comms, trying to get everything done. And by Wednesday, I was handing in four days vacation and coming on down Thursday. I mean, that's, it was quick, very, very quick, and I was impressed, very impressed uh, how well organized we are. Guys, we got white. <laughs> No. Now, we didn't get to see all of the issues that we dealt with trying to drop off the stuff. I mean, truly, there were some things that took place that, frankly, upset me. Obviously, we have federal infringement and, and different groups that want to be the sole provider, and they oftentimes they just want money, or they just want to collect the stuff themselves, you know? And so anyway, we, we faced that while we were there, but I want to show you the process that we did get involved in dropping off the supplies that they brought from all those states to take care of the emergency services crew and the people of Sevier County in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. But it yeah, blowing inside, blowing inside. Helping people out, man. I love it. What? Uh, we're down here at Smoky Mountain Jubilee, making sure every family that needs it is getting help. Making sure that every family that might need one last little thing, doesn't matter what it is, is getting help. Get a minute. Get on your phone. We got a car down here that somebody's donating for free to any family that needs it. Um, well, we actually had a set of three percenters come down here and they've donated a vehicle for a family that may need it. It's not new, it's used, it needs some tires, maybe a new battery, but it's functional, it works. It's got AC and it's got radio. Um, Grandma Key, less than 200,000 miles, runs great. Pass that, it'll get them wherever they need to. So if you can, get on Facebook, like me, and send that word out that that car needs to go to a family that needs it, okay? title is in it, come get it, the seats are in it, come get it, God bless you. If you look around, you see all these trailers, mm -hmm. it's one group 
eight different states coming together to help East Tennessee. God bless America. God bless each and every one of you who, who, who care enough to spend your time and gather this up and travel up here and help these great people. Uh, what's happening next weekend, we, we possibly got an 18-wheeler coming out uh, Decatur, Alabama. We're going to try to have it loaded. If it's loaded before the weekend, we're going to bring it before the weekend. But we're shooting for next Saturday. We're going to leave Friday night. We'll be here Saturday morning wow. to deliver more to these people. And we're going to continue doing that until there's no more help needed here. And then we're going to move on to the next place. <laughs> we're going to make it through it. We're, we're going to be moving here and, uh, more shortly. We appreciate all you guys. You guys are awesome. 100%. One, two, three, you're Rise of the Three Percenter. Now, that wasn't the whole video. You can watch the whole video at the link in the description. Um, if you've been with us for the last several months and you've been wondering where I've been and what I've been up to, well, I'm sorry that I haven't been putting out videos regularly, but I have been immersed in a documentary that's taken up a lot of my time. And it's on the Bundy Ranch uh, and the Malua Refuge occupation back in 2014 and 2016. So it's really complicated and it's taken up a lot of my time and it's pretty overwhelming. So. So thank you again for watching the program. If you have any questions or comments, please put them down there in the bottom of the video and I'll try to get to them as fast as I can and I'll try to answer as many as I can in the coming weeks and months. So thank you again for watching 2A for today.